So that's our well, our first podcast. So we'll see how it goes. All right. <laughs> um, I guess for people and people listening, I'm Tyler Baker. I'm Scott Rogers. Um, we'll probably, I think, just gonna probably it'll be us a lot of times on the show. I mean, because it's pretty much our show. <laughs> um, and then we'll probably have some guests on it. Um, I think probably soon. I think we'll probably like a next episode or something. We'll have probably Fatal Method on. So that'll be fun. Um, but for the most part, I think it'll be probably me and you talking about different things, depending on what what's going on, even topics for today. Like you go on like topics going on right now in the world or whatever. Channel chit chat, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm hoping. Well, I, don't, I don't know about you. I was hoping maybe we can get like one, two a week, probably at least one. I don't see that. That'd be a problem. Um, yeah, it won't be pretty realistic. I mean, yeah, sometimes we might be able to get two. <clears throat> we, we might record a long one and be able to get two. Yeah, so, yeah well, some of them, some, you know, the time could vary. You know, some might be yeah. just a half hour versus the ones that yeah. could go on for three hours or more. Who knows? Yeah, it's still going to be Surprise different. Surprise, talk about something you like talking about. It could just, you know, take off. So. Yeah. Uh, so, speak, we were just talking about it. So, speaking of topics, I was talking to some guys where you were just talking about how there's guys that are hunting down in AEP land right now. Uh, so people that don't know, that's down in Noble, right? Kind of Noble. Sits kinda. between Noble, Guernsey, I forget the other two, but the whole property sits in between four different counties. Kind of. Really yeah. So, like, what were you saying? There's Amish that are just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. Not to the gun hunting thing. Yeah. I don't start hunting at all, but uh, yeah, a lot of the, the gun guys they say it's kind of a little bit of a, a racket down there. It's yeah, yeah, people running all over the place. <laughs> I got guys that that they're talking. I forget what he got. Uh, it was like a twelve point that the, the Amish got, like huge, just massive buck that they just showed me a picture of it. Uh, and it was like they always talk about like how they'll be up in like this certain area, and then there's like oh, and then here comes the Amish, and there's like just tons of them. There's a walk through it, shooting at like anything. The armies, yes, and, and that's what <laughs> pisses everybody off. A lot of times, it's not because they're they're hunting, but it's because they will shoot anything. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, because they yeah. they want the meat, and I get it. That's what they're mainly for. So I mean, in a way, it's good. More reason to be wearing the orange when you're out there. Yeah, I mean, especially wearing orange, especially during gun week. I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to by law, but you yeah. Know, <laughs> but there's still people. That if you have anything I extra, think... throw that on top of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I was uh, near this one land, and I saw a. Um, I've been by it tons of times, and I never noticed it till today <clears> that <throat> there was a uh, a stand up in the tree, and he had orange orange um, like ribbon wrapped up up around the tree. I'm guessing so people just know that. That there's somebody up there, you know. You might not be, you might not be able to see them, you know. Even if they got orange on, if you're walking or uh, you know pushing or whatever, you never know. But uh, I don't know. This gun season, from the guys I hear, it seems like it's going decent. Uh, oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of nice bucks being taken. Uh, there's one picture I saw a guy down in AP. Uh, this was well, I guess it was a gun season. It's right before, but he took a really nice sized buck on a compound bow. <clears throat> uh, it seems like whenever I, I see you know guys with big bucks or pictures of them, it seems like it's earlier in the season. By the time gun season rolls around, I mean, you see some good ones, but by then they're pretty well learned up. And yeah, you know what? It's I, a different game. You know, well, you're not, with bow hunting, you're more or less trying to get as close to their beds as possible, and then figure out where they're coming in and out of, and take them from there. Where gun hunting, it's yeah, used to. Bow's more stealthy. Yeah, yeah. It's just with you know with gun hunting, it's more of a team effort. Uh, you do the you know. Yeah. Deer drives and where you work as a team to flush them out, and you have guys set up in preset tree stands and they run them right into the funnel and take them like that. Yeah, which you know, and like I've been gun hunting before, and like what I was always worried about, like when I was when I was doing drives, was like you're pushing deer towards somebody with a gun, right? So. Hopefully they're watching yeah, for yeah. you. It's like yeah. you know, you never know. Again, you, hear with the about, orange, yeah. you hear about ricochets all the fucking time, and right? Like that. And then you just—I you know, guess the part of it is people you're with. Make sure you don't have any idiots in the group. Everyone knows where everyone's going to be, and they always say there's, there's one idiot. Yeah, 
So you gotta try who that try is not to first. Ask your Find best. that guy first, and then make him go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, but like speaking of AEP, um, the uh, the fishing down there is that's what I go for. Yeah, unreal. fishing is like for Ohio. I mean, obviously you have Erie to the north, and that's where our best fishing comes out of. Uh, but for if you just want to get to the you know, largemouth, bluegill, pond style fishing, uh, AP's second in the state, and yeah, most of the record fishers. Yeah, if you, you you know you, you don't have a boat or you maybe have a small kayak or just a float tube or something like that. I mean, it's it's real accessible. Uh, accessible being that you, you can get out there, but it, a lot of times it's gonna be quite the hike if you want to get on the better ponds. Like the one when we went a few years ago. I'll never forget this. Because, well, because to start our day, we thought we were on the Buckeye Trail. You remember that? Right. And we ended up like I, looked, this I, weird I later spot. looked at the maps. And I was checking out. Yeah, we were just running <laughs> circles. That that whole area back there is just like just winding trails back and forth with the, with the occasional you know old strip mine pit just filled yeah. in with water. There's that one pond back there. We caught some good stuff in it. But, well, the, uh, the trip to get to that pond is something I'll always remember because when we we finally found the Buckeye, we were going. So, yeah, we ended up going in a circle. Somehow we we went the wrong path. When we finally found the Buckeye Trail, then we walked it for, uh, it felt like for fucking ever. Like, felt like we were walking miles. We might have been, I don't know. But then we, I remember we, we found this pond, but it was like straight down this hill. And we are first looking at this like, we're going to get to this fucking thing, but I don't know how. <laughs> and I remember we finally got down. Oh, I got, a, I got a few other stories about that, that whole little area, because we went back there a few more times. I went back to my buddy Andy. The first time I ever took him there, we went to campsite k was where we were at when me and you went yeah i'd been there before so we just went there and then we want to go fishing immediately so i was like well i know a pond is up there we mean my buddy tyler were running around back and forth trying to find something but we found a pond we caught some nice fish out of so we went back up in there it was probably about mid kind of late may and like all the trees and pond throwing trees were in bloom and went back up in those woods i've never seen anything yeah. like it we were gagging on the pond where you couldn't breathe oh. without choking Oh God! And, uh, oh, I would have been in that. Yeah, we, we down there. And we caught some fish, and we, we came back up, and then went back. Can it was just we couldn't go back there again. The pond was too nuts. In fact, we both of us had like a nasty sinus infection when we got home. Um, oh, and then earlier this spring, uh, it was actually no, this was late summer. Uh, Katie and I went went up that same spot, and uh, we went back there just seeing because I haven't been to that pond for a few years. I just kind of want to see how it was going. Oh. The Sometimes they'll they'll die. The yeah. water will turn, or you know. Well, we saw we saw so many ponds that were dried out. When we right, or they'll still out dry out, and then yeah. just you just have mud, mud, murky water in the bottom, and yeah. nothing, everything dies out, or that you know gets fished out. Uh, but we we went back to that pond, and yeah, pretty much yeah, it, was, it had begun drying out. So all the water was completely murky, it was full of just algae. Uh, that oh. pond's burned. So oh man. So yeah, I guess we're done with that one. But the good thing is I've been I've been back there, and I've I've found a lot of just uh how many ponds did they say down there approximately over 400 jesus and um, some of the best fishing i mean when we were in that little yeah pond, yeah if you're into the there was nothing thing. we were pulling anything out smaller than like a two pounder it was insane like i mean it right. was like i, mean, bam, I had personally bam. caught anything like you know huge yet but i've caught yeah. ones in the four pound range there and and good amount too just it's common enough if you go down there and fish all the time you for sure would be you know hitting ones above five pounds and the i've seen i think the biggest i've seen now are the eight pound range and huge fish yeah and one of your biggest ones i'm not gonna say where but it was on a <laughs> golf course pond. <laughs> yeah and that those, thing those ponds, I'll tell you, like huge farm ponds strip mine ponds and golf course ponds, those little niche ponds that just they sit there untouched or they, have minimal fishing and these fish just in them and get huge yeah and how many times have we gone to these ponds and it's awesome but then we go to it's hit or like miss. Nimicillo. but Nimicillo is kind of like a bit, people fish it's public. A I mean, heavy, a lot of but heavy pressure. Like when we've gone to all these lakes, when I had the, the boat, and like we would go sometimes hours without nothing, and but then sometimes you would get some crazy hits where you're just like bam, 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 and you're just hitting them like crazy. But in a pond, it's like if you find that right pond, it's just fucking yeah. Boat. It's almost like with ponds. It's with the lake. You gotta search the entire lake. With ponds, it's like. There's less in terms of like I guess water you gotta search, but then you gotta search all the ponds because you're like I said it's gonna be hit or miss. Like some ponds you're gonna get on, they look great, get there, and you're not catching a thing. They're dead. And then some of them might might just look okay, you know. And you're just like oh, I'll give them a try, and then every cast you're nailing the fish. 
Yeah, uh, it's it's weird, you know. Then it's interesting because pond, with ponds too, and I guess it's, to some extent it's like this with lakes, and you know, you get into like the the climates and stuff like that, and, and you know, moon phases. People grow into that stuff. Uh, I mean, with lakes, it feels like there's a lot of variables, and I'm sure it's the same way with ponds. Like one thing I've noticed because all the fishing I've done has just been pond fishing, um, is that they all have personalities. Uh, I was talking to a guy about this around too about fishing one time, and he was saying how like one pond he was fishing, like they would only hit things that were blue. Like, it didn't really matter what you fish with, but it had to be blue, otherwise they wouldn't touch it. And Or some, you know, they may just be big on the plastic worms. They only want, you know, Cinco's or Power Worms, whatever you're tossing at them. Uh, just got to be, like, soft plastics. Uh, Jesus. I mean, it's, it's weird. You know, it's even day by day. It's, it's like, you know, even fishing bigger lakes, you got to figure them out. But it's just almost like with ponds, it's, like it's more consistent. Like, once you fish one pond, you find what they like. Consistently, when you return there, even throughout the season... They'll be hitting on that same thing. Where with lakes, it can it can shift a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's just because the pond has almost like a microclimate. It kind of just does its own little thing. I mean, the lake is it's so large. There's just so many different things going on at once. You know, one side of the lake's deeper, it might be cooler. The fish are behaving there differently. They're in transition. Yeah, and I know guys that are obsessed with uh, the trolling. Right. Trolling, yeah, trolling for a lake is just awesome because you cover so much water. Yeah, and they've had some big fucking things. You're just trying to find, like, get on the crack, like that, uh, I don't know what you call it, but like in, it'd be down the ground where it just like, it's almost like a drop off, like in the middle. And they always, they yeah, like swear creek, creek by channels. those. Yeah, channels. Yeah. They swear by those. that they just Drop off, yeah, the other crab fish will sit right on those, so yeah. right below them and wait for bait to pass overhead and then they nail them, so. Yeah. So you're going to catch a lot of them. But, uh, yeah, back on the AP, um, yeah, I've, since I've been out there over the years since we went, I've found a lot of just different ponds. And it's, like I said, it's real hit or miss. And um, it's it, it's cool because the ponds out there, I mean, the, the, some of them, they, they look kind of similar, but it, they're, they're all unique. Like, you almost, I feel like I, someone can show me a picture of one of them. I can almost just like, look it on the maps and just find it from there. It's, each one's like its own fingerprint. Um, yeah. I mean, there's like. Um, I, I mean, mean, it's not just like you kind of think like ponds, like a ponds, a ponds, a pond, but it's like they're no, they can be no. so vastly different. Yeah, know? it depends on where it's at. I mean, we were at ponds that were like out in the middle of a field, and right. I we were fishing one, and they were hitting differently. And then we would go one in the trees, and they're they're hitting like you drop it in, boom, and they hit. Yeah, because there's stuff dropping on the fucking trees. Yeah, it's just like the way the the bass are in them. It's it's interesting because like there's one pond we found near our, our um, one camp at uh, was on was it D sawmill. Um, mm-hmm. it had this little trail. It was kind of cool because you went through this cover bridge and you went back into the woods and it looked like there was going to be anything back there. And then you follow this tiny little trail and it goes up like a pile of rocks and then you climb yeah. up this hill and as soon as you get on top of the hill, there's like this hidden little pond tucked in there. So it's, it's a good hike, kind of. Is it not a real bad hike? No, it's actually fairly close to the camp. It's just, you kind of got to dodge a lot of obstacles to get into it. Um, but it, it's, it was cool. I mean, there wasn't any big bass and obviously you could sit tell it was real shallow. It was a small pond, but there's just a mess of little ones and, hmm. Well, and on the upside of the pond, when it started, the sun started coming down, and they started really hitting topwater stuff, and these little little under-a-pound-sized bass were flying yeah. out of the water, catching the crickets and whatever. I was just jumping oh, from the shore on there. that would be fucking cool to see something like that. So, yeah, I, I, broke a, I broke power in half and then hooked yeah. it, and then just topwater dragged it, and they were smashing that. And every second hit the water, they'd be going after it. And oh, it was like these yeah. little tiny ones. It was see, topwaters are just fun as hell. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's personal. That's, I mean, topwater is my favorite. Uh it's not like the number one I would choose. If someone said I'd say, hey, you have any own lure to fish with? I wouldn't pick that. Out of all the topwaters, what would be, and I probably know the answer to this, but what would be your go-to? Oh, no you, matter what. you already know the answer to this. <laughs> the, the jitterbug? Yeah, yeah, yeah hands down. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, got, it's like all of them has okay. got a disadvantage. So that's your favorite, but what is, you can't use jitterbug. What's the funnest one to use, like, like to control? Like mine, I love using like a big like a frog with a good like tail on it. Those are just your fun hot. Yeah, know? frog. I, I love then, like topwater frogs um, or, or like a, like a, like one of those mouse things. Yeah, um, mouse. Yeah, you just you they got they got a bunch. They got like a little duck now. I think they made. Yeah, like, you oh. just can't go wrong with the jitterbug. I mean, I've probably caught more that of that, that lure. I swear, like it's it's something really special about it. It's it's in a class of its own. You can't. It's I mean, it's a plug, obviously, but. There's no other lures that's exactly like it. Nothing else moves like it. No, and you can get those ones that they're separated too. They got like yeah, the jointed. And I yeah. like those, but they're a pain in the ass whenever you get them hooked together. Yeah, that's, but, I kind of like, I avoid nice. them because they, yeah, the hooks tend to um, you know, get intercut with each other. Yeah, uh, I, I like the the ones in three eighths. Um, 
uh, not joining just the, the old classic Jitterbug yeah. Yeah, and, and saw Black. And Black being the reason because, it, well, they're one of the best, if not the mm-hmm. best, night fishing lure there is or evening fishing. And um, yeah, I mean, the Black, I mean, color, there's the whole debate on color and a lot of it is circumstantial. Um, well, we've had more success, I think, on that Black Jitterbug. Yeah, night. I've the Black and White, the color ones, it's, it's kind of in the middle, but it's it's one or the other black or white and more often yeah. than not black um and the theory on that is is that if you ever uh like i say if you just go out at night when the moon's out high you know take take some a dark object and take a, a light colored object and hold them up to the moon you think at night the white will stand out more and yeah, looking down on it from our point of view it does because the light's reflecting down but silhouetted against that moonlight the dark object casts stronger silhouette and is easier to see yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. that that might be it. I don't know, but um, yeah. Back to the ponds. <clears throat> there's there's just so so much variety out there in terms of like you you know there's there's over four hundred choose from and going out there you never know what you're getting into you you know you can go out there. Uh, well, forget that. Oh, you get the camera footage. <laughs> no no video now. Uh, <laughs> but you could go. No two ponds are like you know. And even though you go down, it's the same place. Every time it's a new adventure. That's why I just enjoy camping and free camping. Uh, it's just something special about the place, you know. And you always have that back of your mind yeah. that you just could hit that next pond with the, the well, monster in it you want to catch. Besides just the fishing and the free camping, it's so far away from like civilization, civilization that when you you can see the entire sky. It's dark oh, yeah, as fuck yeah. out there. That's, that's you can just lay too. back and just the stars. Look up. Yeah, um, the closest town is, or I guess Cumberland, which is, it's a uh, yeah it, from the former coal mining days. It was a place was booming, but now the, the pits are dried and all the work's gone out of the area. It's pretty much a dead town. In fact, that one little general store we used to go stop at, they closed it up now. Cumberland. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that place was so cool because it had like just a little bit of everything. Right, right. And it was like just like a little like. And they had like those chips store. you like. What are they called? Yeah, the, con- uh, the yeah. cons. Yeah, there. I love those chips. Uh, um, but the, probably the closest big town would have to be uh, McConnellsville, and that's probably like a twenty-five minute drive from there. And that's not even that big of a city. I mean, it's still a small town. It's like North Canton. Uh, but yeah, like I said, just, I mean, there's no light pollution like you get around. You know, with you, the cities to the north of here, or, you know, you got Canton to the south. Um, so the stars, I mean, you can see the Milky Way. I mean, it's, it's for something that's an hour and a half away from here, it's probably the best sky you're going to see. And we were yeah. down there in the summer, uh, actually. We were, me and Kay decided to walk up uh, the one hilltop on Kay. We, we were there before. Remember we were crossing off to that, that, that ridge line. We were trying to find our side of that pond. It was right in front of Kay there. And then we got yeah. kind of lost. Yeah, yeah. We, we walked up there at night to see. And mm-hmm. while walking across the campgrounds, we saw a shooting Star come across, I think it was, would have been, I think, the eastern sky. Yeah, see, I've never seen one. I've always so fucking bad one to see a shooting star. Oh, uh, you should. And I love looking at this shit. Like, you know, uh, the never seen a shooting one. star. Well, not that I know of. I mean, it's just, I've never. Oh, you need to look at the sky more. Well, I know. <laughs> it's stupid because I do all the time. Actually, like, I've, this I've, is been, like, I've been on I, fishing with this meteor I've showers. Got, That's, I, sometimes I'm be, just fishing, looking, heads back and fishing. Yeah, I can be like, I'm like, I'm like, looking I'm at the, the most water. unlucky fucking person because I'm always like, like going outside <laughs> at night and I'll just like, especially in the summer, I'll, I'll go out and, because even around here, when it's a clear sky, you can see a lot. So it's like, it's still kind of nice. Yeah, but, around like, here I've it is hard. I've seen like you know we've had like our little meteor showers. You'll see a couple of them every now and then. It's not like the you know the full show you want to get. But when yeah. we were down there, we were walking up to the hilltop to look at the sky. We saw it's it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. In the sky as a shooting star came down. And it was huge. It was like orange is pink and there's long tail behind it. It moved real slow, but it came down. And then oh, the uh, right right kind of before it hit the horizon, it just exploded. And all the stuff went oh, no spinning shit. off of it. It was just wild looking. Uh, and then we went up to the hilltop, lay up there, and for a couple hours, and just watched all kinds of shooting stars. And just, you know, guys get used to it. the Milky Way, that ba- white band going across. The People r- see shit like that, and they're like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, they're fucking aliens coming." <laughs> That's what they think. You know, they're they're looking. Well, definitely, it's definitely mind opening <laughs> to see it. You know. Oh yeah, it's cool to you, just you look see at things and really, you know, how small like we here are. Here you see like a couple stars, and it's just like okay, yeah. I mean, but you got there, and you see just the expansiveness and the 
yeah. how many. It's just like you don't realize there's that many stars because you can't see them most of the time. But, yeah, like for a while there, I was like obsessed. I was like loved watching like space documentaries actually, and the, things um, like that. I know like they had the Columbus Astronomical. I don't know. <laughs> it's their their little uh-huh. uh, star watching group out there for in Columbus. They actually go out to AP for that. Oh, probably yeah. it's, you know there's middle think of it like this. Columbus is the middle of Ohio. They can go in any direction. It's roughly the same distance. Yeah, that's true. What did they pick to go to? It AP. Is, it is perfect. Like, it <laughs> so, is yeah. like right in the middle of Ohio. I guess if you want to start watching in Ohio, I guess AP is the place. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Not much less the hunting and fishing. That was great, too. So Yeah. So, uh, so you're talking about like uh, hiking and stuff. So, I've been weirdly obsessed with watching climbing documentaries. I've watched a few, and I've watched YouTube videos. But I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there's a movie... I think it won some awards actually. It's called Free Solo. I don't know if you've seen that or not. It's with um, Alex Honnold. He's a, a free solo. If you know what that is, that's where they climb. No safety with, gear. With nothing. Oh, okay. These guys, <laughs> all they have is their, you know, just regular. You know, there's climbing shoes, and then, then they got their powder. They, that's it. And how they, they climb up the cliffside with those heavy ass balls on them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is they like this guy. Did um, it's called I don't know if you it's called El Cap, it's out in uh, Yosemite, it's like the hardest fucking it's all granite it's like the hardest one to do, and um, it's three thousand feet straight up and like all these crazy things, and the documentary is like about an hour and a half long and I've watched like three times I fucking love it because it's like edge of your seat your fucking hands are sweaty palms some of the best like live like not live but video shots I've ever seen. And like you're, you're, it feels like like I've watched it on my big screen, and it's like you feel like you're looking like over an edge, and these guys are just like, the, the guys recording it, are they're harnessed, you know, they're they're just hanging over on, which is still freaky to me, but they're like just hanging and recording, like they say, like you know, if he falls, there's nothing we can do. That's like scary for them. I can't imagine being in that predicament, but the, he he does this thing, and it's. It's unbelievable. Like, he just climbs this whole fucking thing. I think he does it, like, like three hours. Like, insane time. Like, they can't believe how fast he's going. And he's just he's just in that mode. Going, going, going. And That's I wild, just, yeah. I'm watching that. I, I, I love that one. Um, so, like, now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to, like, climb some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, well, but I'm scared of heights. But I'm thinking, okay, maybe that'll help. You know? And so... <laughs> I know maybe like, the up, safety gear would help. Too. I know around here, they, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not fucking. I ain't climbing up. Well, they yeah. do have this thing called bouldering. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You don't it. have safety gear. Like it's, you go to these places that are indoor, and they're like huge pads on the ground. Right. They're almost like you're landing like a fucking. Oh, you can do it outdoors too. I mean, you, oh yeah, that's climbing how actual you do boulders. it. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. wear harnesses when you boulder. Like for, yeah, you know, it's, really. it's like just, rock climbing light. You know. Yeah, but you climb like up and around them. But so like I was looking at some places up around here. Um, that have them, and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I am gonna fucking do that. And even though I'm like, I have yeah. shoulder problems right now, I'm still like, fuck it, this thing oh, yeah. be fun. <laughs> well, like, I don't something care. Something actually, it might help strengthen it. You know? Yeah. So I don't know, but it's been the, like a weird obsession. Like you know, like how like you'll get like on a kick of something, you're just like, oh, I gotta see everything. That's how I get. Yeah, I, if I, I, I relate. Yeah, <laughs> I see one thing, I'm like, that's awesome. Now I'm gonna watch. Your curiosity, and actually, you know, you're diving into it yeah. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So like, I don't know. That's just <laughs> something like that's just like, oh. Like it's it's just been so cool to watch these things. Like I love the talk. I want to talk to somebody who's like that's like they're a climber that climb like crazy shit. Like not of course it'd be cool to talk to like a free solo guy, but like I want to just talk to somebody who just goes climbing, just loves doing it. Because it's like how do you? One thing I mean, all I want to know like how many years you've trained doing it. Like how what's the highest you've gone? You know shit like that. Because it'd be like cool as fuck. Like and these guys, I, I was looking, they all got big feet. And the weird feet, like they go, is this a weird thing they show? Like, you know, and I'm like, well, I got big feet and I got weird feet. So maybe I could climb a fucking 3,000 <laughs> fucking mountain, you know? But yeah, it's just, it's just pretty cool. It's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> you got the right feet and hands. But then. so like, that's like got me into now. Like I want to go like hiking more to do like, and not just yeah, like, yeah. not like hiking like to like a regular flat trail. Like I want to go like actually hiking. Yeah, AP. Yeah. So like I want to <laughs> do you, that. You know what? You haven't seen some of the stuff we've um, been into. You got to go down there with us because like some of these hike, I mean, it's, it's not like mountains, but it's so hilly down there and the well, train's so rough. Like, I was thinking 
you know, maybe next spring we can go down there. Well, it's going to be tough at that pond, like you were saying. So I was thinking maybe cool to go turkey hunt down there in the spring. That's what I've been thinking, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe we could, it, I forget what the dates are for Ohio. I think it was, I know so it's April. Late April up through like late May. Yeah, so you we kind of get the right, bef- maybe before it's like I would 100%, 110% be down for that. Like, it gets too crazy with Paul, and like we're both going to be like, I've got, I've got a, and I've got a, got, yeah, I've got some camo laying around. Yeah, I got all that shit. Katie I mean, makes I'm, me put it away. I mean, she's <laughs> being, being into the fashion design, she, you know. No. Our, our running joke is... That's uh our fashion. <laughs> our running joke with camo fashion. is it looks best when you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking true. It's like, true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's fashion designer. So yeah. it's, it's, she's like, that is probably the ugliest thing. Right. But hey, you know well, what? I don't care either way. It's, it's, you know, hoodie's a hoodie. <laughs> yeah. But that that would be cool for sure. There's, actually, no. When we were, I was down there with uh, our Andy. Um, we were exploring new spots, and we came across these two ponds. Like There's like a hilltop and went up. And there's a, a really thick uh, wood line on this, this hill. But right in front of this hill, there's like a, a point that came out. And then on each side of the point, there was a pond. Like one pond to the left, one to the right. Yeah. And then right on this point, as if I've, you know, I've never turkey hunted before. I'd read about them. Um, if I heard they, they like to roost near or over water. Um, right on this point, we were, we were crossing. We were kind of trying to avoid some like, um, some like thorns and brush. So we're kind of going up this hill towards the wood line and then come up over the hill and then back down like to where our pond was at. And right when we got to this point, there was, I mean, tons of turkey poop and turkey feathers all over the place. And uh, I recognized it immediately. We picked some of the feathers up. We were sticking them in our hats and stuff, you know, (laughs) (laughs) taking some souvenirs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's tons of them down there. I mean, I know some good spots where we could start looking. So probably go turkey hunt, and then the fucking Amish are going to come. And then we're going to get, like, you got to be shitting me. But it's cool as that. You can go out there, and then as soon as you're done with that, go fish in the ponds, you know. It's it's not just turkey hunting fish. And it's not too hot, too. That's the nice part. Well, down there, I've been down there, like, early May, and even then, it's like, it gets so, so hot. Yeah, that's when we went. In the valleys, it gets cold at night, um. Oh, yeah. We've been out there and like a, I mean, a thunderstorm and it's just pouring. Like oh jeez, yeah, it's uh, been down there a bunch since me and you've been. So yeah, it's, it's we like go. I've else. got a bunch to show you. You'll really enjoy yeah, it this it's time. It's gonna be like anything else. It's hit or miss. You never it's, know. What's uh, gonna every time you, I mean, every time you go, it's like obviously you got this little plan to plan in mind for it, but you, it kind of changes as you go along. Sometimes you stumble upon something you didn't know was there or something. We had we had a car breakdown with an axle break on one of the trails one time. We had to have a tow truck go back and get us. Uh, I mean, one night, me and our buddy was fishing. We were coming up out of a valley, and a uh, pack of coyotes surrounded us. And we only had one gate to get out of. The whole area was surrounded in an electric fence. So there's only one spot we can get out of, oh, and they're surrounding man. us and chasing us up this hill. Was, that was scary. Well, then, uh, they do. I mean, that's something we talk about all extensively is the coyote problem in Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or just, People don't realize it. They, they are pretty bad. And they are moving in. They're, con- they're not really controlled either. It's no, and they're moving into now suburban city. areas. Yeah, right here, they yeah. are. I've, I've seen, seen them. North like, Canton, they are. Yeah, around town. They, yeah. People are catching pictures of them. Yeah, you and I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen them in the mornings when I go to work. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm out, it's dark and I can see something. I've like, seen, a, bo- I've seen a box around here too. That? Actually, have you seen us? Uh, I've seen a couple, not around here, but um, over, uh, kind of near my work over there in Canton, not city, but like on the outskirts in yeah. Jackson. Uh, like we saw a fox, and it was <clears throat> so cool to see this fucking thing. It just like came over this like little little hill and it just sat there and watched us and it didn't look beat up rough it was like perfect for you'll see those too often it yeah, was like just coat. sitting there watching us and it was coming close and we're like is this thing gonna come all the way up to us and eventually it kind of got skittish and then finally went away but i've never seen a fox like actually like out i've seen them like you know yeah they're very places, but kind of elusive and shy you know they're not gonna pop up i've got a stuffed one right next door if you want to see it <laughs> my yeah, grandpa shot probably, one when he was. About the only fox I'll see. Yeah, <laughs> my grandpa shot one. Uh, this one. Close as I'll ever get the one. He got it mounted. <laughs> he got, I got nice. a squirrel. I got a squirrel mounted from him. I, it just see. I never got that. Like when he like, died, people just, shoot like get, like small game mount. It's more of like a wall decoration than it is a trophy. Yeah, you know, but, it's like. I, and that's and he had he had I think a couple some deer, but like it's something that he got when he was really young and got me. Yeah. It's a good mount. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're really cool mounts. I don't even know how I ended up with it. The little fish Some, I got in my wall now. I don't think now, anybody wanted it. I think that's I, how I When I caught got that it. one, it was just shy of five pounds. And I, for me, that was the biggest bass I'd ever held, seen in person. Yeah. that's the biggest one I caught. I was like yeah, losing my shit over it. That shit's know? awesome. Like, I mean, 
Like, I remember the first time when I just started fishing. <laughs> I showed up your house at, like, midnight with this yeah, bass in a backpack. Yeah. And, and then I think it was later <laughs> that summer that I, and I had just started fishing that year because you, you got me into it. And I caught, like, it was like a three-pounder. And I was so fucking pumped about it. Right, and I right. took you showed your up, house. You showed, yeah, you showed up and you are shaking. Like, I was like, dude, look at this fucking thing. That's what I say. It's like, I feel like, you know, like, I love fish all around, but something about a large mouth, there's, I feel like there's just magic in it when you catch it. You know, it how is, many, it is. And and there, any other four-pound cool, fish yeah. you catch, you'd be like, oh, cool, a fish. You catch yeah. a, a large mouth, I guess, and I guess kind of trout fall into the same thing. There's something special about trout, too. If you've ever caught one of those, there's, there's something no, about them. I don't know what it is. but We've like, always talked about trying to get yeah. the, uh, going to the rivers. And yeah, like something about yeah, bass and trout. You catch them, and it's like, there's something magical about them. And it's, it's proof, proof, you know. Someone brings a three, four-pound fish over, and they're shaking, holding the thing. It's like, there's yeah, something to that. Awesome. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, such, it's like the best feeling. Like, like yeah. I've had people that, I, I don't know the kind of fish, but one of their... Uh, they're they're fucking I don't even they're like this long you you hold them like this I forget what they're called they're kind of skinny looking and uh, I mean he's caught pike musky I think it's pike northern pike okay and, yeah and he, he I he had a picture of it and I saw him and he had to throw it back but uh, he was saying how he was shaking the whole time because it was just it took him forever to get it in it was a big fight and he finally got it so he didn't even know how big it was until it like kind of surfaced. And it's like, that's kind of like it was with me when I got my first, like, yeah, tiny that, big that water bulge, and they, to the top, they roll over, yeah. and you see and you that, know, that swell. Yeah, you know, like, it's something big within a couple seconds, because they yeah. fight. Yeah. That's what I like about bass fishing, is because of the fight. Like, right. it's so much fun. It's, it's not, and it's not like, you know, if you catch a catfish or a carp, you can battle out for, like, you know, quite a while sometimes with them. Yeah. Uh, or all the large game fish, and that's fun, but it's only with a bass, you know, you catch them, they just go total ape shit for, like, you know. First minute you have them on there, you're jumping on the water and just yeah. flipping around trying to shake your lure off. Now, I know you were into fly fishing for a while. Are you still doing that? I haven't done as much of it this year. Um, I, when I do that, I, I usually I love going to those little trout releases they have around here. There's a, yeah. there's a creek out in Worcester called uh, Apple Creek. And they stock mm-hmm. it every your late October, early November, and it's it's really cool if you got like waders or something go out there. It's you know, all the fish are like around a foot. They're small, but there's browns, palominos, rainbows, yeah. um, and for the big ones, you go up north to uh, Rocky Chagrin. Okay. Yeah, you get a huge steelhead, which they're, all they are, I think, is just uh, oversized rainbow trout. They, I mean, in the wild, when they're they're not native here, they're actually uh, they're stocked. Yeah. But uh, like out I- in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I guess uh, so. They're kind of stuck, like eastern um, side of Kamchatka and Russia over there. You know, they <laughs> behave just like the, the salmon do. It's interesting because they're they're not quite like you know your trap stands at freshwater dude. streams their whole life. Where it's something I always want to fucking do. Still has salmon. salmon they come in from the ocean. They breed and still had really interesting too because like you know, the salmon will come in, they'll breed, die, and then mm-hmm. cycle repeats. Well, still had will they, they breed and they go back out again. So they kind of have like the best of both worlds going on. They got the best of the trout, and the best of the salmon. So Inter- really interesting fish. Yeah, like uh, that's what I, like like I was saying. I I, I want to go to, I mean someday I want to go out. I think it's out west or even Alaska. I always wanted to go and learn how to do the fly fishing, but do it for like the salmon. They see like jumping and shit. Yeah, yeah. One part is I watch out for the like grizzly bears and shit. All right, because that's when they're going at them. Right, right. Uh, and my father-in-law, he he said that he. Uh, he got to see a grizzly doing that. And he said, there's just nothing like seeing that right. actually in front of you and knowing <laughs> no how big that thing yeah. is. And but once you're dead, it's yeah, got you. <laughs> there ain't nothing you're going to do. I mean, it's... <laughs> so I think... Uh, it'd be, But it'd be cool to do that, to go like fishing like that. Because you see all these video, picturesque videos and cameras. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just the pristine, can, I mean, the water yeah, clarity. It's, it's just like, like, oh, man. Around here, the water's not that clean at Ruby. I, I really, it is, as much as I like to eat fish, I, I won't eat no, most but, stuff out of our waters around I, here. Like, but I was reading about um, this past year that they're getting better. Like, they are getting yeah, better, yeah. finally. I was actually up in Cleveland, and I talked to a biologist up there who is working with the, the dam project they've been working on for several years around here. Um, they mm-hmm. pulled out Monroe Falls. It's all the dams in the Cuyahoga River, and the idea is approve water flow. And then get all that that bad sediment and stuff that's built up in the water over the years. You know, things the rivers only caught fire six times. Uh, they're really working to get the water, the you know, the systems healthy and a stronger ecosystem. And what they're seeing is the bass. You know, at first it was 
they're scattered because they removed the dams and they all stack up on those dams. So all the older guys like going down there by the dams, sitting, setting up, and when you know you're catching fish back to back. Yeah. But all those guys are upset because when they pull these dams out, all their good fishing spots disappeared and people felt like the fish disappeared. Well, what happens is uh, they just you know change their behaviors, habits. They they look for new holes to go down into and. Some ways it's good because it creates a lot of new fishing spots, and, and they're not ones that are pressured with tons of people. You know, it's kind of cool because I like going out on foot and just finding new spots. And yeah. a lot of people they just don't they want to pull up a chair, get the beer out, you know, sit down and fish. Yeah, and, and some of that's, the people, nothing wrong with that. But no, and some of the people are just older too, and they can't. Really yeah, do that yeah, shit. yeah. I mean, just the mobility, but, but it's kind of nice because like you know, it's I can actually go find new spots that haven't been touched, or it's it. It, it, oh, yeah. You know, it takes it takes an old river and gives you a new opportunity on it and stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. But there's, there's kind of the, a lot of people, they don't want things to change. They like, you know, just have those the easy, accessible guys, fishing spots. And, those are the guys that go ice fishing. That's what I always say. Yeah. Those are the guys that go ice fishing <laughs> in the winter because all they have to do is set up a shanty, put, cut a hole, right, and just, just sit there. Easy going fishing, you know? Which, yeah. I, even myself, which I, is fine. I enjoy time time. Yeah, yeah. But it's not... But, I don't want to freeze my ass off. That's why I haven't. But done it yet. overall, you know, long term, the health of the river is going to improve. There's going to be more fish, better fishing, and more fishing spots. You just got to go out and find them. So yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, definitely I mean, look forward to you know fishing like Cuyahoga more come spring. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to 2020 because it, you know it's hard been hard the past year or two because you know I just had my kids so. You especially these early years, you want to be there as much as you can. So it's kind of like, oh, I don't can't really go away for a few days because you don't want to, you don't want to miss something. It's like, oh, what if you went away and he, like, I mean, he already does walk. Well, like, what if you, what if I went away and then, was, oh, he had his first steps. Fuck, I missed it. You know, you don't want to do that. Go away. Come but back he's going to be three next year, so, it, you know, I can kind of go and I, I'm going to have more time next year, which is why, like, I want to start hunt, get back into hunting. Yeah, year. yeah. Yeah, hunting's always kind of been in the back of my mind. It seems like I've, I've, my family does it. I've yeah. been interested in something. I've read so much about it. It's like, yeah. it was, I just I haven't done it. Like and I, there's so much I, access, really, in Ohio for Yeah, Ohio. we're a great state for it. There's uh, a lot of outdoor stuff in Ohio, really. Yeah, like, um, yeah. I mean, lot, I, I mean, public lands in general, It's we're really good about that here. You know, and even though most of it's private, you should be able to find you know public lands within a regional drive distance to do your thing. You know, and a lot of times you might know somebody that has private land that might let you go on their land. Oh right, there's always. But you don't know that maybe you don't know. Yeah, that. you gotta ask. And you're yeah, find sometimes out. they let you. I mean, but you, most you, times you knock like, on. No. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, knock on you know ten doors and none of them say no. There's always that one that will say yeah, and then yeah, makes it all know. worth it. Uh, uh, I know. But, so I'm really. We can go back. Yeah, just go back to AP again. Uh, can't stop thinking about that now you got me started because uh, <laughs> there's so much shit there. right i'm only thinking about what i want to do that yeah just there's so much to do there yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i though i want to i want to explore out a little bit more um, there's a pond there it's uh it's it's loaded with there's a ring of flooded timber goes around i discovered it uh last time i was there and I, it every, almost every cast you're, you're snagging and there's so many dead trees crisscrossed throughout there and then the ones yeah. that are standing and I mean, we were catching fish back to back, and and we broke one of my uh, my poles, or it wasn't the pole, it was the reel itself, oh. um, because the kid, he got hooked on something, I was trying to slodge it, and the whole thing just came apart, so we were down the one fishing pole, because oh, we were trading back and forth, but uh, this pond, is, I'll have to show you a picture of it, when you look at it, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about, it just looks, it has that look to it, you know, it's, you know, sometimes you'll see it, and it looks good, but sometimes you see when you look at it, and you know there's something, it's yeah, you fish it. Know, there's tons yeah, of fish in it. They're all mean. healthy. There's ones in the you know, three to four pound range. You know, there's a five, five to six, seven pounders sitting in there just waiting. That's oh, yeah. one I really want to get back on. Uh, and there's there's another one. It's it's nice too. I don't think that the fish are as big, but it's one of those you know every cast is a fish on kind of deals. Yeah, no, those those. I, I, so yeah, next yeah next trip we take down there when we go. It's great for people too that. Or maybe learning how to fish, because then they can go out there. They're right. not going to just sit there and. It's kind of the the key to like, the fishing really? is uh, you get somebody's new into it. You know, taking fishing and actually having catch fish. If you yeah, can. you don't want to take them. That's the worst. Where you take someone fishing and you're just day. sitting there, and their first, you know, experience fishing is well, we didn't catch anything. I hate fishing. That's, yeah, I think it happens for most people. You know, they they start, they try it, and it's just it's boring. Yeah. See, I took. My, I remember a couple years ago, when I had my boat. I took. Me, me and my wife, and we took my nephew with us on the boat, and he had a fishing pole. It was like one of those little kid ones, but I was like, you know, let's just do it, and he was, he was trying, 
and you could tell that he, this kid was getting so bored out of his mind. But what he did like was the boat. <laughs> he liked going yeah, on the there's, boat. There's something I was like, there, there, yeah. there's something fun. Right, know? right. So it's it lasted maybe two itself. hours, but it, you know, like you and me, we've gone on lakes for fuck. <laughs> we broke down that one time. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of battery power, but uh, yeah, on the boat, that was funny. Yeah, when we got blown we, back in that little cove there, and then that, that ranger came yeah, up and took us back oh, in. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. It was embarrassing, but funny. And he, but he was saying, like, I've done this all day. Right, there was people out in kayaks getting stuck out there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. we shouldn't have been out there. <laughs> it was too funny. Yeah, windy. it was pretty choppy, but uh, worth the story, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, Jesus. Yeah, I remember, well, it wasn't so, bad yeah. when we first started, and then it got bad when we were trying to get back to We It was starting to get bad, and we were like, eh, maybe we should go back to the dock now, and let's just get this over and then it started getting rolled back because we were on the opposite side of that lake, and but we we made it, man. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah. On on topic of uh, getting kids into fishing, uh, I say you know, like we were saying before, it's real important to uh, have them enjoy it, actually catching fish. And when I I was yeah. little, you know, my family tried to get me to the whole bass thing, and I didn't I didn't care about it. You know, bass you yeah. have to put work in to catch a bass. You know, I'm gonna catch fish now. I want to see the fish. I want to watch them. You know, bite the the bait, and I want to yank on pull them up. You know. It, it, that was important because, uh, you know, it was, it was all about bluegill and I was like, they were saying, Scott, why don't you come over here and try catching bass? You know, we catch them bluegill the whole time. Yeah, I well, just want to sit there and try to catch the bluegill. Well, see, like, even now, it's like, I don't mind getting bluegill because bluegill tastes fucking great. Oh, yeah, great. delicious, yeah. Same with crappie oh, and uh, yeah. yellow perch. Like, I, lo- I love the taste it's of bluegill. It's like sweet meat. It's, uh, it's mild, but it has a sweetness to it. It doesn't taste that, like... Like almost gamey, skunky, sloppy. Yeah, sloppy. It yeah, yeah. Taste like, like bass. Too. It tastes, yeah, the bass and the bluegill are in the same family. Uh, they're some both sunfish. Yeah, I mean bass uh, can you taste, taste them. They, the bass are, I mean, extremely easy to fillet, easy to do. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. they have always that little bit of gamey, wild, swampy skunk taste. In them, you know, it's just I, I can't, I don't know. It's not bad. I'll eat them, but it's not my favorite. And it also like matters that. what kind of lake you. Like I've eaten a bass from Nemesilla Lake, which was it's, it's an electric only lake. And then I've eaten one from, uh, I don't even remember where it was, but I've eaten one from one that wasn't a, a one uh, a uh, electric only lake, and you could literally taste the difference. Yeah, it tastes so much better electric lake because there's 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 it's clean. The yeah. pollution is so low. That's why I get pissed whenever you're at some of these places and you see people like just throwing shit everywhere. Right, it's like, guys, come right. on, man, like pack it in, pack it out. It's not hard to throw away your shit. I mean, I. I'm guilty of fucking doing that sometimes, but as I've got older, I'm like, man, let's let's help out a little bit. <laughs> like, it, hey, it's my little thing things is, you can do. My thing is, if you bring something in, just take it with you. That's you can bring you it do. in. Why can't you take it out? And then the one the one that really bugs me is when people throw the fishing line everywhere. That stuff's just a mess. Oh yeah, like, so much stuff, animals, and it just gets tangled up in it. Never breaks down. It's just, I keep yeah. a, a big freezer bag in my backpack. I. I don't know if you've seen it before, but it's a stuffed fishing line. And if I see fishing line well, down... I started doing that when you showed me that. I started... Yeah. I, I have one in my fishing bag that yeah, I yeah. have. That I, either from when I need to put a new line, I just shove my old line in there. Or if I find one, like you're saying, like somebody didn't give a shit to clean it up or, or got snagged real bad and they couldn't get it. If I can get it, I'll get it and I'll shove it in that bag too. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's that's the way to do. It. Well, that's, uh, what, that's what everybody should encourage do. other people. You know, show them that. Encourage other people to do. It. More people get doing that. You know, the way I say it, it's like, yeah, you're never gonna stop all the idiots dumping trash. It's just it's accepted. It's a thing. But realistically, if if one person picks trash up and they see it, you know, one person could mm-hmm. cancel out that one idiot. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, like they. So have, if you can get at least enough people who are interested in picking the stuff up. Then from there, maybe you could actually have you know keep things a little more tidy. So at least try. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good mindset to have. At least you know if you got kids taking you know pass that on to them, the stewardship and uh, caring for the, the lakes and lands they fish and hunt on. It's you know you gotta have that here tomorrow and well, it can yeah. disappear very quickly. That's why I always will uh, do what I can to even donate money. Or uh, I don't mind paying more for fishing licenses. Yeah, on, yeah, because it, it goes to the ODNR. Number, number way, yeah, number one way to really support and the DNR is uh, and our natural resources for hunting, fishing, trapping, and game pursuits. Uh, just you know, through purchase of hunting, fishing licenses and game tags. Yeah, like people, permits. I, I hear people here. sometimes get a little angry. Oh, they went up this year. Right, right. they hiked it up to twenty four bucks this year from nineteen before. But and, I never had a problem with. I mean, inflation's everywhere, so it's gonna go up. But yes, like. Yes. 
it's helping. It's going to help these guys. I mean, and it helps you. Right. It helps you with right. your hunting. So, in a way, it's it comes full circle. Full circle. Yeah. So I, hope for the, I mean, most part, I'd say it's a pretty good game management program. We've brought stuff back. It's been almost extinct. And I continue to see it doing a good job. And, and it, even with the, like I was mentioning before, about the, the river clean project, I think it's a good thing. And all these guys, they... They don't want to pay for a fishing license. They don't want the the waters messed with. But you gotta you gotta take care of it. You know, it's yeah. It's if everybody. Even, yeah, even if it's you don't have money to spend. If you're just out there, you see the trash. You know, pick that up. It's that in itself. You're doing you're deal. doing something to help. You yeah, know? I mean that's the thing. It's not to cost money. It really doesn't. I mean, pretty much, if you take care of the stuff that you do, and, you know, you clean up after yourself. You know, it, it's gonna help everybody eventually. You if, maybe somebody will see you doing it and they'll feel, feel bad. So they'll do it, and then you know leads down the line. So. Yeah, and it's, it's not about feeling bad with me. It's about it's about feeling good. It's about well, yeah. I mean, they might feel bad it, because yeah. oh, I just let her back there. They'll go pick it up, but then <laughs> maybe the next time they're before they they may th- get ready to throw like a can down, be like, eh, I'm gonna throw it away. But that'll make them feel better. So like, you, you know, yeah, what did it for what did it for me? And when I was younger, when kind of can be a little bit careless when you're younger I, you know, I would sometimes drop trash and I think about it Almost it really got to me though is when I got there and saw how bad it was sometimes and I was like yeah, this is terrible well, like when you're young you're stupid you don't think about that shit you just don't it, the yeah. world's too big and you're still that or even, even slightly self-centered you know you would just not care you know it's not my problem there's well, one yeah. rapper who cares but everyone drops a one rapper then you have a, a trash mound you know yeah like just that you, thing. it would kind of mean when I got really back in the fishing game I really just you know it's, sometimes it's going to be difficult you know we're fortunate we have as much public access as we do, but the fishing's not always easy. You know, a big bass is still rare, and and yeah, you know you you're not going to go in every pond, and every, not every cast is going to be a fish. No, but you know? What, you know when you finally get that right massive, like even if you get even the, your fur, like I said, my first three like this like three pounder, that was so awesome. Yeah. So like, yeah. anytime you might get a bunch of one pound, two pound, but once you get like to that threshold of three, five, seven, the difference is unreal, and so you get that, animal. and yeah. you're just ecstatic. It's just awesome, and that's what really will get you into it. Most people aren't going to get lucky the first two times to go out and get right. something big. And for some, I think it's, I think it's just in you. Like if you, you know, if you're born to fish, it'll, it'll click with you. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, when I, you know, started really experiencing that again, it became real important to maintain that stuff because it's, it's easily lost. And even though we're yeah. fortunate as we are to have the, the resources we have, there's still that you know that throughout the world is very uncommon. You know, nice big bass are—you don't see them that much anymore. So no, you don't. And a lot of times, it, you you know, it's, it comes yeah. down. To, it can be lost like, very easily. So. It's almost like like with hunting too. Is you know, a lot of these guys are, are will take like a, a buck that might be younger, but it's got you know might have an eight point rack on it. Well, guys have been hunting for a while. They don't want to take that buck. They want to let it go. They want to let yeah. it go another year, another two years. See, they want it to grow. So when they get it, it's you know it's older and it's got a big rack on it because they just grow. Right. And a lot of these guys, like you know, I understand if you're young, the first time you're hunting. Depends you know, where you're hunting too. Cause you're on public land. You know you're probably not gonna see that deer again. <clears> yeah, but if you if you're young and you're on like a private land and you see a buck and you've never shot a deer, I understand you're gonna right. shoot it. But like people that have got bucks over the year, it's like it could be the same. It's kind of an experience. Like I think that I, when I was taking the hunting course, it was interesting because they actually had like a. There's like four stages of like the development of a hunter. And every every person the way the way you go about this. Sometimes you could skip a stage. Sometimes you start yeah. in one year in one one level for a while. But just let's, I remember right, there's four stages. The first one is I'm happy with anything I get. You know, what, you know, a small button buck, a doe. Yeah, I'll take that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right, right. The next stage would be. Well, I want to fill my tags out. I want to get as much meat as I can. And then third stage is I'm just out for trophies. That's all. I'm, I'll let the bucks pass up. They're not big enough. I'm waiting for that one good deer. Yeah, you see. You go for that, that thing where you're out for, you know, trying to get the best deer there is. You're not necessarily just trying to get a deer. And see, most of the people, that hunters that I know, that they've hunted for years. And, like, it seems, it, just from an outsider point of view, it sounds like what they like to do is they want to get a trophy but they also want to get something that a big doe or something because they want the meat. But once they get one, they're like, well, I got enough meat. You know, most of them other guys I know they make like sticks, jerky out of it, and that'll last them a while. But like you know, and they just want the meat. But then after they get that one for the meat, well, then it's going going for ter- the trophies. Right. And at that, and there's point, kind of like this, it's almost like kind of an in between thing where you're trying to get a little bit of, of everything too. 
But uh, like the fourth, the final stage is the one where you, you don't even you don't care about the trophy. You're not even after you're just out for the pure joy of being in the woods. In fact, yeah. you know, if you don't even see a deer, you're happy with it. You know, and most of the time that's that's kind of, kind of like the, people, the yeah the, the older people where you've had the you've had the life years. experience. You're ready, you're ready to give back. You know, you want to yeah. Teach people how to hunt. You want to, you know, return to the hunting community. Yeah, and there's and a lot of guys that you get pleasure in just, you know, seeing everyone else happy. The, and a lot of the older guys that hunt have been hunting for 30, 40 years. They like to do the drives because they like to walk. Like on, like you know, one of the guys I know, he's got a lot of land and he's got his own private land, and he just likes to do the drives because he likes to walk his land. It's his land. He bought. He likes to, you know, he likes to see how it's all going. He's got plenty yeah. of deer over the years, so he's like, whatever. The meat's nice, you know. He's but he'll let a lot of them pass. Half the time, he, if he gets one, great. But he's not like he'd rather push it to younger the younger guys that are out there. I think that's kind of cool, you know. You know, you want to pass that stuff down because eventually those people, eventually like guys right, that are right. shooting them now, they're gonna be the and next like stage. what I stand for. You know, the stewardship of the land and waters. You know, it's it's. I think if someone comes to age and maturity, you just, you know, you, you see the, the future of even after you might not be here, you want that stuff to be here for future generations. You see why it's good and yeah. it's, it's comes with the maturity, but uh, not, to, not to cut into this, where are we at on time? Well, that's what I was just going to say. I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Okay. Right well, that's cool. Um, first little podcast we did. Yeah. Here. Okay. Well, it's fun. Um, we'll probably try to get another one or something here probably within a week or so. Um, but um, I don't know if we're put this up or not yet, but if we do, and you're listening or watching, I don't know if we're gonna use the video because it fell. Maybe we'll edit it out a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> to subscribe to us so we can, you know, it, you'll come up whenever we have a new episode. Um, uh, we'll probably if the video's up or not, we'll have probably have on YouTube, and then um, uh, I don't know our podcast be at a bunch of different places, so we'll make everybody known for that. Um. But, you know, best thing to do is to share it and get people to subscribe to it so, you know, we can keep going with it. I mean, we're doing it just, just for the joy of doing it and just to have fun and something to do. And, you know, if, uh, the more people listen, the better. So, and it's funner that way. So, uh, and then I was going to say, you know, if anybody has any questions for Scott or me, you know, leave comments under the videos or under the podcast and uh, we'll try to answer them on the podcast or, or we'll comment back on the thing i think that'd be kind of fun too yeah yeah um, have a little so interaction with you yeah so all right well well it was fun for the first one so um thanks for listening <laughs>